Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus the Twins. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, Steve would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Hello, White Sox fans. It's Tony Marchese. Tonight, I am joined by my guy, Iowa Zach. It is his Sox on Tap debut. What a way to celebrate it, Zach. White Sox closed out. They hang on tight. They get through one. It's Friday night. We're cracking beers. I'm feeling a little patriotic. How are you doing, my friend? Man, I am awesome. Um yeah, what a game. What a night for me to come on for the first time. I, I tweeted a little bit ago. I'm still a little bit puckered up from that one. Uh, none of these are easy, it feels like, anymore. But, man, what a game. Uh, White Sox winner. Tony, you look fly. Very patriotic. Uh, I'm happy to be here, man. This is this is awesome. Yeah, you you, you look like you're uh, – you, I, I don't know. I don't know. Are you nervous about this one, Zach? I mean, we're, we've got a lot to talk about. It's Friday night. You've been drinking a few – you've been preparing for this all day. Cause I talked to you about it this morning. How do you like, like really like, how are you feeling? Yeah. You know, it, it's crazy long. And you look fly too. You look fly too. You've got the on tap oh, sports you know. shirt on the socks hat. You're down in your, in your basement bar. It's a good night. Yep. No, I mean, uh, long before I was a member of on tap, I, I was a fan, man. I've been a fan of on tap for a long time. And, you know, uh, I had the opportunity to join you guys this last March. It's been some of the, the best times in my life, man. It's been a ride. And so to actually be here with you and it's, it's, it's dope. I can't, I can't say it enough. It's a, it's an honor to be here, man. I appreciate it. So a little nervous. Yeah, sure. I got, you know, big shoes to fill, man. You got some of the, the most knowledgeable Sox guys on Twitter that, that usually host this show. And somehow you brought this fucking, this guy in. So. Hey, I'll no, try. no, 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 no. You're no slouch. You're no slouch there, Zach. Don't <laughs> give yourself some credit. You've, you've been on the mic before. Uh, but before we get any farther, Zach, I've got some uh, some promotion to do. Uh, Grandstand is where you should be buying your White Sox gear from. I don't know if you've ever been there, Zach. I have. I, I got this hat at Grandstand. There you go. You get that. You got that hat at Grandstand. You can get all of your White Sox merchandise over at Grandstand. Our guys were there tonight, Johnny. Uh, NWI Steve and, and Buzz took in the game tonight. They were they were there together. They went on date on a date, and uh, they started at Grandstand. Then they went to uh, Buffalo Wings and Rings. Have you have you frequented that establishment? I have. I have. There you go. It was like a South Side date night for Steve and Buzz. It was great. I'm, I'm glad they got to go witness a White Sox winner. Uh, but again, be sure you're going to grandstand for all of your White Sox gear. Zach, I'm feeling fantastic. As Johnny and I would say, I'm feeling delicious after that White Sox win. So uh, I, I see we've got we've got Jason Hosking in here, and he's asking, who's this fucking guy? That's Iowa Zach who's with us. And you can find him at ontapsportsnet.com, which is the website uh, that we uh, 
we frequently write about all of your Chicago sports literature uh, needs on there. And uh, Zach has been doing some, some gambling stuff, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But for the White Sox, it was a big win tonight, Zach. It was a big, big win because Oakland was a little sketchy for my liking. Let's 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 just set the set the table here a little bit for this White Sox winner. Oakland was a little sketchy, wouldn't you say? I, I would. I would. You know, the 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 recent road struggles the Sox have been going through, they were on on display in Oakland. A lot of just a lot of just sketchy baseball being played. And and the the the, the Kansas Kansas series before series before that too. I mean it's it's been a little bit of a rough stretch. So uh this was a much, much needed win for for our Sox. Sure. Absolutely was. And uh, you got a familiar face of the White Sox starting rotation back on the mound today, and that's Carlos Rodon. He looked fucking excellent, in my opinion, Zach. He looked absolutely fucking excellent. Uh, I know that the injuries have concerned me just a little bit, uh, but Carlos Rodon did a really good job tonight of making me a little more comfortable that he can continue this. I was talking to our guy, Johnny, the other day, and I looked at Carlos Rodon's career stats, and he's almost, and I think he might actually be after tonight, over his career high innings pitched uh, in an MLB season. And that, to me, is just a little bit scary because you look at what's ahead for the White Sox, You've got about a month left of baseball to play, a little bit under that, that's that's guaranteed. And then if you're going to make a run, you got about two months left of baseball to play. Right. So you're going to need to rely on Carlos Rodon just a little bit more. And I was worried that, hey, maybe that, that gas tank's empty. Did not look empty tonight at all. Just tell me how you're feeling about Carlos Rodon right now and just this season that he's had. Yeah, I mean, you, you couldn't have asked for more from the guy tonight. I mean, he's coming off nine days of rest, you know, uh, and you're right. The injuries have been have been concerning and he comes out and he's just he's just lights out. I mean, the guy had control like like we haven't seen, man. He was painting the corners all night. You know, he came out, he goes one, two, three in the first two innings. Uh, just just making guys look foolish up there. His, his spots were on. Um you know, I think you talk about his injury history and, and being a little nervous. And I think, you know, you can tell TLR is playing that playing that safe as well. I mean, you know, Radon was was flying high, you know, but five innings, you know, I think he was at like 79, 80 pitches at that point. Um, you saw that velocity start to dip a little bit and, you know, and, and Tony pulled him. And, and that's probably the right thing to do on this guy coming back from an injury. But you couldn't have asked for more for, from Rodon tonight. I mean, he got touched up the one time. Um, but you know, he left one hang and he, and he paid for it, but it was a no doubter. And, and that was all there was. I mean, he was, he was lights out. And if that guy does that in the playoffs, it's a, it's a very, very good situation for our Sox. Yeah. Five innings pitch for Carlos Rodon only ends up giving up one run and that's off the long ball there. Uh, seven strikeouts in five innings. Uh, that's pretty damn cool and tough in my opinion, Zach, uh, you know, only giving up the, the, the three hits, to a fairly potent Red Sox lineup uh, for as much talk as there's been on the Twitter.com about the White Sox not playing good teams. Well, 
I think you can kind of dispel that at home a little bit from what we've seen in the second half. And, and, and a guy like Carlos Rodon coming back out there, I had my questions about Carlos Rodon coming into the season. I had my questions about Carlos Rodon tonight. He answered them. Only gives up three hits in five innings of baseball. Obviously, you'd love to see him go a little bit longer, but I thought I thought that that was a good start from him. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and you know, you talk about Boston. I mean this this is a good a good team. That middle of the lineup is fucking scary. And not only that, but they are playing for their lives right now. I mean, that wild card race is 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 as tight as it can be. I mean, any one of those guys, any one of those teams has a, has a shot at it. So. Um, I, I was nervous coming into tonight after those last two series, and then I was I was happily proven wrong. Hey, we, we love being proven wrong on this show. We love being proven wrong whenever we go after somebody. Hey, sometimes I will go after a guy just to be proven wrong because I want him to succeed. That's That's just the motto around here. All right, let's get into – how this game went down just a little bit, Zach. Uh, you know, the White Sox come out in the first few innings, uh, I should say the first two innings, and are unable to scratch anything across. And I felt like we were going to witness the same thing we saw in Oakland. A lot of ground balls, not a lot of, like, not a lot of excitement, so to speak. Were you feeling the same way I was? I was, I was, I was, um, that first time through the lineup, I was pretty nervous. You could tell that they were just not seeing the ball out of, out of a hawk's uh, hand. I mean, there was just no, there was no hard contact. I, when I watch baseball, I love to have baseball savant up on the, up on the screen. So I could see, you know, the, the exit velocities and stuff. There wasn't a ball approaching a hundred for that, for that first inning and a half. I mean, it was, I, I thought it was going to be rough, but, and, them coming back and, and, and adjusting and, and finding the ball out of the guy's hand. I mean, that was, that's what I was most happy tonight. I mean, Rodon was great, but our hitters adjusting and, and finding ways to make contact at, through that second second time to the lineup was awesome. Yeah, and, and that's how they got the job done. Third inning, Zach, is, is where they were able to break this open. And this comes off the bat of our guy. The MVP, MVP shit, Jose Abreu, drives a ball. This was a line drive, man. Like, I didn't exactly expect this to be a home run off the bat. I don't know how you thought about it. I, I thought that this thing was probably going to hit the wall because it didn't, it wasn't one of those towering, massive Jose Abreu home runs. Right. It was more or less just a frozen rope straight to left field. Uh, to drive in three runs and get the socks on top. And as our guy NWI Steve says, ball go far, team go far. It was good to see Jose Abreu do this in September because, yeah. you know, he's Mr. August. This was good. This was good to see. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> 17 degrees. That was the launch angle on that ball. 107.9 miles per hour off the bat, 17 degrees. It was a piss missile. I mean, that thing was on a rope. Yeah, I didn't think it was going out. I thought hard. I didn't, I didn't think I didn't think it was going out, Zach. And I have this problem, you know, when I'm behind a tree on the golf course and I've got the green right in front of me and I bring out the pitching wedge 
And I'm like, this thing's going straight into the branches. That's that, like this. This made me mad because I faced this situation a few times on the golf course the other day. I don't know if you ever have. I know you're an avid golfer, um, and you write some good golf articles uh, over on Ontap Sportsnet uh, if you're looking to bet on golf. So I wanted to bring this one up to you. When you're faced with that situation, like that's what you want. You want that little line drive out of that out of that space. You know, you got about a hundred yards. That's what I was envious of with that Jose Abreu home run. Have you ever been faced with that situation on the golf course, Zach? And how do you deal with it? Every time I'm out, I mean, I, I don't, I seem to play golf uh, in a zigzag, you know, shape. So yeah, I'm always trying to punch it out below trees. I'm usually grabbing a, a seven, six iron, trying to punch it out low. Um, my, my follow through is usually higher than I want and I'm still fucking, up in the tree. So it doesn't matter, but yeah, you, you're spot on. Great analogy there. That's, that's how I, how I looked at that. And I don't know if it's maybe just some recent, you know, experiences on the golf course where I could not uh, execute a certain shot, or if it's more or less just the fact that I'm jealous that Jose Abreu can take a half swing inside and put a ball almost 400 feet into the stands somewhere to be seen in between that. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's just great to see Jose Abreu come alive here uh, and, and, you know, just mash a baseball. And I thought he looked good all night. I thought he looked he good all night. Uh, after that, the Sox were able to scratch another run across in the fourth inning. Um, and that was, uh, you know, Gavin Sheets kind of gets the party started here. Uh, and he's my guy. I don't know if you know that. Zach, I don't know if I you do. know that Gavin Sheets is my guy. I do, and you're winning me over, Tony. I, for the listeners who didn't catch it, Tony wrote an excellent article the other day. Uh, somewhat satirical at times. It was. Uh, it had me laughing. Had me had uh, kind of some horrible flashbacks of some of the left-handed uh, power bats we've tried to incorporate over the years. But excellent article article on Gavin Sheets and why he should be in the in the playoff roster. And and, and I agree. He's winning me over. Gavin Sheets won me over the minute that he hit his first career home run in front of me. And you know what? That's somewhat of a disservice to Jake Berger because he's done the same thing. So I'll probably get on the Jake Berger train as long as, uh, you know, he winds up here on the White Sox, you know, active roster. But uh, the last player, Zach, if you don't know, uh, that I saw hit their first major league career home run was, was Dion Viciato. I'm still attached. Yeah. So I don't know if that's, that's a good precedent or a bad one uh, for, for Gavin Sheets' career. But either way, I think he's done fantastic this year. He was He's probably your most under-the-radar guy. I appreciate the sentiment. If you want to find that article on tapsportsnet.com, go to our White Sox section, uh, and you can find why I think Gavin Sheets should be on the, uh, the playoff roster. But – Kevin Sheets gets the party started. He hits a, a hard ground ball uh, to second base. Obviously, he he was shifted on this hard enough hit to uh, to get on base. There uh, beats the throw out to first, and uh, you know you move it across the line. White Sox are able to scratch one across the plate, and they take a four to nothing lead. The Red Sox were able to uh, answer that quite quickly. There's your first uh, run for the Red Sox, and that comes. Uh, via the home run there, uh, the only run that uh, was scored on Carlos Rodon. 
Zach, one thing that I'm looking at in this box score right now is the fact that the White Sox used seven pitchers in this ball game. Did not expect that at that point in the fifth right. inning. Yeah, me either. You know, it's one of those. It, it seems like with this team, there's always one cylinder that's just not not firing, right? So tonight you had Rodon, our starting pitching was on fire. The bats seemed to seem to find their way again. And then, you know, you had the bull, bullpen. Uh, you know, I, it was, a, it was a bit frustrating. Um, you know, who'd they bring in first? Uh, Kopech. Kopech came in and, uh, you know, I, I think he got a couple strikeouts and I had a walk and a single. And, you know, at that point you're looking at, you know, the tying run being at the plate, uh, pulled in bummer to, you know, to pair. I, there was sketchiness across the bullpen tonight. There, there was, was sketchy. There, there was some sketchiness across the bullpen. I mean, like I, when I was looking at titling this episode, uh, one of the things that I wanted to go with was a bullpen who's who, because it, it felt like you just threw everybody. And I've talked about it on this show a few times. You've got bullpen A squad and you've got bullpen B squad. There's the guys that Tony Larusa goes to when he wants to win a game or the Sox are in a position to win a ball game. And then there's the guys that Tony Russo goes to when things are a little bit out of hand, either in the White Sox favor or not in the White Sox favor. And I think that tonight is a perfect, perfect example to break down who is in the White Sox bullpen a squad and who is in the White Sox bullpen B squad. Everybody from A squad was here tonight. Yeah. Michael Kopech, Aaron Bummer, Ryan Tapera, Garrett Crochet, Craig Kimbrell, and Liam Hendricks. That is your bullpen A squad. Now, obviously, you don't want all of these guys throwing in the same ball game every single night. That's just not realistic. However, I look at this game as sort of a playoff game, sort of your test. Carlos Rodon could get thrown out there in October and he might only make it five innings, but you need to win this ball game. Who are you going to? Those are the exact guys that I would line up Zach. And I, I know that there were some issues around some certain things. However, I cannot find a single argument as to why those guys were not pitching in this ball game. Obviously the result is a one run win over the Boston Red Sox, but October is going to be scary. This game to me outside of Tim Anderson being in the lineup was a pretty clear indicator of how Tony La Russa is going to manage in October. And I think that that's very important. Because the White Sox came out on top on this one. Yep. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I I agree with everything you said. I mean, this this is your October bullpen. Um, and tonight felt oddly like a like an October game, right? And I think a lot of that was sort of playing off the the energy from Boston, right? Boston every game is an October game for them right now, right? And and Larusa went out tonight. He wanted to win this game against this tough team. And um, and they did it. Yeah, there were some hiccups. I you know, I think the the bigger problem 
Tony. And, and you're starting to feel like a little bit of a broken record, but another 21 runners left on base tonight. Yeah. You know what? I was going to try and stay away from it, but you brought it up. Um, that That's a big problem for the White Sox is leaving running runners on base. And I said it the other night, it's a problem for most baseball teams. Leaving runners on base. I've 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 scrolled through enough Twitter yeah. to know that, that this is a common thing for most fan bases to complain about. However, tonight was almost unacceptable with some of the guys who were there. And if if we lost this game, that is exactly what you and I would be talking about is the fact that you had multiple bases loaded situations where you're like just not able to execute. You had not even that, like the, the Jose Abreu bases loaded. I know there's two outs two unable outs. to execute that. The, there is a, a point in this ball game where that could have been a difference maker. And that's kind of where I go to. You had bullpen a squad tonight and they were able to get the job done, so everything's all hunky-dory. But I'll I'll play to your sentiment, Zach. It's your debut. Take it away. How is that going to play in October? It it won't, right? I mean, you're going to have these series, right? So there may be a a slight room for error, but I I don't think there's going to be much, right? I think you have to clean this up. You have to take advantage of some of these situations. You're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to get everyone, right? It's going to happen. But 21 left on base with all those opportunities. And yeah, I know the Jose Abreu won two outs, but you know, you got to capitalize there, you know, on top of that, a couple defensive blunders tonight that were, that were off and that stuff's not going to fly in October either. Right. You're going to doll that throw to second uh, on the steal. I don't know what the fuck that was. Hit Cesar in the, in the knee and bounced off, you know, center guy to third. Um, you know, you had a, you had another bobble by Cesar at second. I mean, there was, you can't give them extra outs either. Right. So the runners left on base, couple defensive blunders, you know, that stuff's not going to fly in October. That's what needs to be cleaned up in this last month. In my opinion, you're talking some fundamental stuff that, uh, you know, you've 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 seen some some judgmental lapses here uh, with this ball club, and I think that that happens with with most. But overall, I think the sentiment is you need to drive in runs when you have the opportunities to. No matter if it's one out, two out situations, you have your MVP at the plate. Just you got to find a way to get. One more, yeah. One more, one more, over and over and over again throughout the ball game. I mean, you saw some opportunities early in this game to break to break, just break it wide open, and that wasn't able to get done. I think what frustrates me the most with this offense is 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 exactly that. There's been so many times throughout this year where there's been an opportunity for the White Sox to break a game open and they've been unable to execute. You could have the best run differential in the, in the major leagues right now if you're the White Sox, if you have a few things go just a little bit different. And that's, that's just so frustrating to me. Yeah. 
but Agreed. it is it, it is also what it is. Like it's baseball. Like three out of ten yeah. is considered highly successful in today's day and age. I don't know where you line up on that. It's kind of hard to say. I'm going to give you seven, and I'm going to take three. Give me seven. You want the seven? No. Who's hitting seven? What are you asking? No, I'm sorry. What are you? No, I'm saying you know it's runners in scoring position, two outs. Right. It's really hard for me, at least personally, to say who's going to hit you know 900 in this situation. Spot on. No, absolutely. so so what are you going to do with that? If 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 you're telling me that you know, two point five out of ten, you're successful, and it doesn't even have to you know be runners in scoring position, and that you know you, you're two fifty hitter in the major leagues at this point in time. I mean, you're keeping your job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for us at home, you know, like. You've got to expect if the situation comes up where Jose Abreu is hitting in a situation where you've got two outs and uh, the bases are loaded, you know, seven and a half times he's he's going to get out. And that's seven and a half times where I'm going to chug a whole nother Budweiser in between <laughs> innings. That's just what I have to accept. Yeah, yeah that, that's where I'm at with it. It's like, okay, so, yeah, he's got to be clutch. But does he? I, I mean, he was tonight, right? I mean, even with even with the runners and scoring, scoring position stuff aside, I mean, he was clutch tonight. I mean, we're it's easy for us to say, right? We won the game, right? Um, I, I, you just – at this point, you know, you're looking for – you're looking for what you can clean up in the last month of baseball to set yourself up for the best possible path through October. Right. So at this point, you know, it was, it was, it was a good game overall. It was, it was, it was good. We won, but you, you're just looking for things right now that we can clean up. And to me, that that's the glaring thing. And, you know, it, it does, it, it is common across baseball, Tony, but the Sox are at or near the top especially in, in the AL. I was looking it up. I don't have it on hand now, but they were second or third in the AL in uh, runners left on base. So yes, it's a problem across the board, but it's, it's, it's a bigger problem for this team than, than many other teams. You know, I'm glad you told me that. I'm also mad. You told me that. <laughs> I might not sleep tonight after you told me that. It's just it's just such a problem. It's been such a problem all year. I feel like this team, you know, we don't know where the win total is going to end up. But if everything went right for them, if execution was there every single time they had runners in scoring position, just be the best baseball team ever. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and we're dealing with a little bit of shell shock too because. Honestly, a four nothing lead should you should be pretty comfortable with that, right? But you should for some be. reason we just we see so many times this 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 season where what happened tonight happened. Yep. Right yep. going into exactly. this season, that, that, this that's bullpen, where this bullpen on paper was the best bullpen in baseball on paper, right? It just hasn't it hasn't panned out. 
And so we're dealing with this shell shock where it's like, I don't feel comfortable unless we're up by 10. It, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And what's really funny, too, about the whole situation is that if we're up by five, I don't feel secure. If we're down by five, I still feel like even if there's two outs in the bottom of the ninth, this yeah. offense has the ability to come back. Yeah. So as a White Sox fan, for the first time in what feels like forever, I'm invested in every single pitch that's thrown to a White Sox hitter, and I'm invested in every single pitch up until the last out of every single ball game because I don't think that anything is ever really over, and that's the cool thing about baseball. There's no time clock. Nothing's going to expire. But the the lineup has the ability to score six runs with two outs. They just do. Yep. Up and down. I yes. mean, you, and I love this team, how guys get almost complimentary hot. Like they get hot at different times. I mean, right now, Luis Garcia is on a, well, before tonight, he was on a seven game hitting streak. I mean, he, he was stroking it at this point. I mean, Grandal's been crazy yeah, since coming off the IL. I mean, up and down this lineup, there's, there's threats. It's, it's a, it's a fucking beautiful thing, Tony. I, we should feel really good right now. You know, we're, 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 we're splitting hairs, right? We're finding things to try to clean up. Um, I, I will say, though, had Cesar, Hernan Cesar Hernandez not made that amazing play in the ninth, we may be having a lot different conversation here. We, we could be. And you know what? I'm, I'm glad you give that segue. Uh, you get into the ninth inning here. And, you know, it, it, another tense ball game because it's close. And you've got Liam Hendricks on the mound. Uh, he's obviously still been the guy since the trade deadline. And I know that there's been, you know, talk about the back end of the bullpen and, you know, I, I I'm guilty of it too. Is Craig Kimbrell the guy is Liam Hendricks, the guy, I think it's been Hendricks bullpen yeah. this entire time. There's been some hiccups. I mean, obviously I was there in Iowa out in your home state to witness mm -hmm. some hiccups, um, but, you know, I think he's done a good enough job thus far. I'm not going to go full Kenwo and say that, uh, you know, cocked hats are for closers. I'm wearing the cowboy hat tonight. Can't cock that one. Just, you know, it, it doesn't work. But, you know, Zach, I think Liam Hendricks has been probably one of the most stable and that's saying something about the bullpen because he's had his issues too. Yeah. I don't want to elaborate much more on that, but you get him in the ninth inning tonight um, and, you know, just does the job. He does the job and he does it well. Uh, pitches one inning, only gives up one hit, doesn't give up any runs, gets out of trouble. White Sox close it down. Um, Kimbrell did a, Excellent job of working the eighth inning. Uh, I know he did walk one, but does strike out two. Hendricks, and that was the, sorry to cut you off, but yeah, it, it, go ahead. Critical to note, man. When when Kimbrel came into that game, he was facing the three, four, five guys, right? And he, and he walked. Um, I had here. He walked Xander Bogarts. 
but he struck out Renf- Renfro and um, and Dahlbeck. I mean, Kimbrell locked down the eighth, and he he was solid. So that's where I want to go to you with this because I am personally a firm believer in the. I'm a firm believer in the kind of mental aspect of this ball game where you want your ninth inning guy, regardless of who's coming up in the order to be your ninth inning guy. So I guess you can classify me as old school, but noticing that tonight with Kimbrell getting through the heart of the order in the eighth, going to Hendricks in the ninth, we talk about how tough this bullpen is to face. We talk about how they are, you know, on paper, the best bullpen. There's some managerial stuff that has to go on in order to employ this because you know, as a baseball fan, Craig Kimbrell wants the ninth inning. He wants to be out there to celebrate the victory. In fact, I think guys like Aaron Bummer, could probably do that for other teams. Mm-hmm. How important yeah, to you is it that the way the White Sox are employing their bullpen strategy right now, how do you feel about it going forward? Because I feel like you, like as a, as a dude to put your ego aside for where you need, like where you want to be or where you could be on a different roster for Kimbrel to put his ego aside and say, I'm going to handle this eighth inning. Does that mean anything to you? Oh, it absolutely does. I, I, I'd be lying if I said, you know, when we made that trade for Kimbrel, I wasn't nervous about how that was going to play out. I mean, these are professional athletes with some of the biggest egos in the world. I mean, I mean, and I didn't know how that was going to play out. There had to have been some behind the scenes conversation with that front office and, 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 and Craig Kimbrell, because he has stepped in and filled that role. And, and like you said, stuffed his ego to the side to go win a world series. And he's done it with grace and he's done it with, with some awesome play. And you don't see it. You don't see any issues on his face. You don't see, you just don't see any concerns. I, I love it. I, I think that, that that closer role has been Liam Hendricks's to lose since they made the move for Kimbrell. And, those two play off each other, right? They're they're tight, but it's a competition at, at the same time. Liam has stepped his stepped his game up since Kimbrough's come over. And I think there's something to be said for that too. Liam's the guy. Liam's the closer right now. And until he lo- till he loses that job, he's gonna stay there. I agree with you. I think that there was a little bit of a, a, a downturn and it came out of came out of your home state. Yeah, yep, it came out of your home state, and, and again, that's that's really close to the trade deadline, and there were things that took place before that. Uh, but I feel like the the lowest point of this year, as far as confidence goes in the bullpen, came during that Yankees series. Yeah, and, and things have started to get better, and that's good news. That's things that we can celebrate on Friday night, Zach, and say you know crack them. We got the best bullpen in the league. Um, tonight was an example of that, and that's exactly where I want to come back, like you know, full circle, and say we had everybody from bullpen A squad come out tonight. 
the result was good. The White Sox end up winning this game on the backs of some timely offense from Jose Abreu. You know, you scratch a run across, and then you turn it to this bullpen. I don't know the last time, Zach, where I said the bullpen won a ball game for you. And I thought that going into this year, when the pen was mighty, I'd be able to say it a lot more. Yeah. And so that's where I'm going to give, you know, if I'm going to give a game ball, I'm going to give it to the bullpen. How about you? Now I got to give it to the offense, man. I think, I think after this, after the, the last two series we've had and, and just the inconsistent hitting tonight, I mean, you look up and down the lineup, Tone, every single one of those guys got on base tonight somewhere or the other, be it a hit, be it a, a walk. I mean, even, even a hit by pitch. I mean, everybody made it on base. Abreu slammed it in when he was needed. Luis Robert, he tapped that RBI in to get to, get to four to nothing. I mean, I think, I think that's it. Um, I think you're right. The back end of the bullpen certainly deserves that. But that middle, I mean, it, it became a lot closer than it should have. So I'm leaning more on the offense. I think everything. I think what you're saying is valid. I think I would lean more on offense in terms of uh, game ball tonight. But I think there's an argument for both. Absolutely fair. Well, with that said, Zach, I'm going to just close out tonight. 4-3 victory for your White Sox. Obviously, the magic number goes down. I believe it's at 12. It Feels is at 12. Fan- Cleveland uh, lost. It feels fantastic. It's coming soon, man. It's coming yeah. soon. We're gonna be we're gonna be popping some champagne. Uh, tomorrow's ball game is what I want to get into uh, before we close this Friday night edition of Socks on Tap. Out, uh, you've got Dylan Cease on the mound for the White Sox. I do not have a listed starter for the uh, Boston Red Sox at this time. Obviously, their rotation is going through some some shuffling. Chris Sale was expected to pitch against the White Sox on Sunday. Uh, He came down with a case of COVID-19 and is now on the COVID IL. Uh, Zach, it's it's kind of a shame that you're not going to see the Lance Lynn versus uh, Chris yeah. Sale matchup. Um, I don't want to get too far into that. Uh, Dylan Cease versus TBD tomorrow. Uh, I- I'm going to give the White Sox the edge over TBD. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you're, you're right. At, at, at least when we logged on, there was still not a pitcher uh, uh, announced. There's, there's still um, not one now. I refreshed it. We yeah, logged on so- like about two hours ago. So I don't know who they're going with um, that that drawn a blank on his name. They threw a guy last week that it seems maybe up in the rotation. They were talking uh, about, uh, I think, who was it? Nick Pavetta. That, um, that could be. Potentially. Um, but no, I, I I don't really care who it is tomorrow. I think Cease is, I think Cease is going to come back. I mean, he, he, his last outing, um, you know, what we've seen from him all year, right? Um, five, five innings. Uh, he he worked a little harder his last outing than he had before. I think he was approaching 100 pitches in, in five innings, gave up a home run and a couple hits, um, but, you know, nine strikeouts again. I think he's going to be back on his on his shit, maybe a little bit of a bounce back from that last one. 
tomorrow night's going to be a good one. And I don't know if, um, you know, if JD Martinez, it sounds like he was having back spasms. So he's probably going to be missing another game tomorrow. I think the Sox are in a good uh, position to, to take this series after two games. I think they are as well. Um, and, and that's exactly what I would like to see, Zach. I like to see the upper hand uh, applied early in a three-game series. You win the first two. Uh, it takes a little pressure off you in the third. Um, and, the, you know, if, if, if game three goes the opposite way, it is what it is. Get your wins out of the way early in every yeah. single series. I just think that that's a cool and tough mentality. I think that that's what you have to do. Uh, tomorrow, no different. Get out there and, uh, and and hit the ball. I'd like to see a little bit more offensive production from this White Sox squad. Uh, you know, just, you know, even if it's station to station stuff, but, uh, you know, it, you're in a more hitter friendly ballpark. Luis Robert, put one on the Xfinity Fundamentals deck. Please, why don't you? He's still doing some things, man, that once in a while you'll you'll watch him take a pitch, take a swing. It's like, what the fuck was that? There was one tonight where he's still reaching so far out of the zone. I mean, it it's some it goes back to some of the struggles he had early this season. It's like he he needs to he needs to settle down. He needs to wait for his pitches. And you're right, he needs to take one deep. It's been far too fucking long. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Zach, we do picks to click on this show. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, I normally go with Gavin Sheets. <laughs> I'm going to switch it up just a little bit. If Gavin Sheets ain't in the lineup, I'm going Luis Robert. I want one on the Xfinity Fundamentals deck on Saturday night. As Ed Farmer would say, light it up in a big time moment. So if it's not Gavin Sheets, Luis Robert, who you got? I'm um I'm going to go with uh Grandall. I mentioned it before. Um since coming back in the IL, the guy is is absolutely raking. Um 469 slugging over 1000. I mean, he's going he's going off. And tonight he was pretty quiet. He took a hit by a pitch, got on base, had a little defensive blunder there. I think um he's going to come back tomorrow. I wish I knew who the who the opposing pitcher was, but uh, you know, with him, it doesn't really matter. So I'm going Grandall. I was gonna say it would be really easy to uh, to kind of figure out who your pick to click is tomorrow, based on whether it's a righty or a lefty. But we don't have that information available to us right now. Again, yeah. TBD, one of the hardest things to figure out in baseball. If you're trying to scout who you are going to be playing against tomorrow or give a podcast with any sort of good recommendations on who to bet for, uh, you know, might go long. Uh, Zach, before we get out of here, we got one pretty big announcement Yeah, for ONTAP Sportsnet, and that's we're going to be starting a betting show. Zach's going to be hosting it with uh, our guy, uh, Joey Ricotta. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right, Joey. Uh, Joey Ricotta, uh, he does some Cubs stuff. You've got a Sox fan. You've got a Cubs fan. They're going to be talking about betting, golf, football, baseball, all that other stuff over at ONTAP Bets. Zach, are you excited to start this show? Because I'm excited to listen to it because I'm hoping you're going to win me some money. 
Oh man, I, I couldn't be more excited. And, um, you know, I, you might be crazy for, for putting me on my own podcast. Uh, but, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I am super pumped to work with Joey. I mean, if you guys don't know Joey, he's an extremely experienced, extremely knowledgeable gambler. Um, a lot more experienced than me. So, uh, I am I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing what I'm, what I'm betting on, but also uh, leaning on Joey a lot too. The guy's a guy's sharp. So I, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm pumped. I'm looking forward to it too. Uh, obviously, uh, on tap sports nut has, uh, has some, uh, you know, a- affiliation with bet rivers and, uh, you know, at bet rivers, uh, Bat Rivers Casino in Des Plaines. They've got uh, 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 another casino out in Iowa. I don't know if you uh, have been able to frequent that one, Zach. Uh, but if you're doing some betting, Bat Rivers code promo code on, on tap. promo code on tap. You've got it down already. Okay. I- I'm so happy for this, uh, Zach, and 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 you and Joey are gonna kill it. Um, I'm hoping you win me some money. We've got. Uh, We've got some tracking. We've got some stats. We've got all that stuff going with uh, our partners over at TallySite, and I can't wait to track uh, which one of you guys is going to come away winning me the most money uh, through the through the NFL season. Uh, you've had some stuff that you've written about golf, uh, so I'm going to tell you on that. I'm just going to tell all you guys and then uh, complain if uh, if it doesn't work out. I feel like that's an effective strategy at this point. Yeah, you know, um, but our plan is really to try to hit all the sports. I mean, you know, there's certainly going to be some things that Joey and I are, are more knowledgeable about personally. You know, football uh, being one of them. We're, we're, we're just kicking off the NFL season, so this is the perfect time. Already some awesome college ball that we've been betting on and, and winning. Um, but, you know, we want to talk about other things as well. You know, MMA. Um, you know, even, even some our guy Shy T- our guy Shy Town uh, Locks does yep, some, some yep. excellent work uh, with some MMA stuff. So we'll, yep. we'll we'll get him involved as well. Yep. So we want to you know bring on some guests over time. You know, bring in some experts and yeah, you know, it's just a couple of degenerates uh, having fun and and sharing the bets we're making and hopefully uh, hopefully giving some value. So uh, I'm excited. Joey's excited. So that's going to be coming real soon. So keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, no pressure to you guys. I'm just going to tail every bet you guys both make, and we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, you know, if if it's worth it or not. Uh, no, I'm I'm kidding. I'm I'm completely kidding, Zach. I'm I'm excited uh, to listen to you guys uh, make some predictions. I think you know everything that you have done, especially in the golf realm. We've talked about this. We've texted about it. We're we're, we're right there. I think that's a hard one to bet on. Uh, but you know, some of the early returns, uh, for some of you guys, uh, Brandon Suarez involved in this as well. Uh, you can find him over at bears on tap, uh, Huskies on tap. He does some Notre Dame work as well. Uh, Cody Del Mendo, Cody on tap. Uh, he does the cub show and none of you listen to that. If you're still listening to this at 47 minutes in the socks on tap. So you have no fucking clue who he is. Uh, I was Zach. Uh, I think most people, who are still tuned in almost 50 minutes and know who Iowa Zach is because there's no reason to stay here and listen to my voice. Uh, you're here for Zach, at, uh, of course, at this point in time. If you want to follow him, at OnTapBets, uh, him and Joey Ricotta. Uh, I, I don't know his Twitter handle off the top, but it's something around like Ryan Thurio or, or the Riot. 
whatever that was uh, back in the day for Cubs fans. I just feel like that's so far gone. He should change his Twitter handle. Joey, Joey bets on tap. Uh, I'm just going to make a request right now. It's going to make it way easier for me to promote this. Uh, you could tell him that Zach, I, if I were you, I'd be like on my phone right now, texting him. Yeah. We'll saying, work on change, that. change that Twitter handle. Uh, Joey bets on tap. Um, I'm sure that handle is available. Uh, so go follow him. And uh, Zach, it was a pleasure doing this show with you. Friday night, drinking beers, talking White Sox baseball, talking gambling. Give everybody a little bit of a preview. Who you got tomorrow in the college slate? Oh, dude, I haven't even got my lineup squared up yet. I, I'm going to put you on the do. spot. That's what I'm here for. Jeez, oh, you're killing me. Uh I'll have to follow. Give me up. one lock. Give me one lock. All right. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. See who I have here. Um, ooh. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, Iowa money line. There we Iowa go. Money line. There we go. I, mean, yeah, I, don't even know why, I don't even know why I went to look at my, my bet slip there. Uh, you know, we have the, I'll give this plug. There's nothing bigger in the state of Iowa than the Seahawks game. And that's tomorrow at three 30. So I am a huge Iowa Hawkeye fan for those that, that don't know. Um, you know, you have these other, this other team in Iowa. Some people like to follow the Cyclones. Um, Cyclones are still getting four points right now. And I, I'm sorry, but after last week's showing, this, sure, there's some bias here. But Iowa State, you know, there's a lot of people talking about how Iowa State maybe held back a little bit playing a, an FCS team. Um, actually, my alumni or my alum. Um, University of Northern Iowa, they only won by seven points, man, against an FCS team. And, and Iowa um, absolutely throttled in, in, their, in their matchup. So there's my lock. Iowa, you can take the points if you want, but, you know, there, there's more value on the money line there. Hawkeye's money line. There you go. Offering some free betting advice. Non-biased at all either. <laughs> Not at all. Non-biased at all either. That's what I love about this show. Uh, Zach, Pleasure doing this with you. White Sox win 4-3 over the Boston Red Sox. Uh, you got another game tomorrow coming your way from the south side. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, you got Dylan Cease and uh, TBA. Uh, we'll, we'll update you as available. Zach, cheers, crack them. Uh, hopefully we're talking about another White Sox winner on this show. No post game tomorrow. We'll be back Sunday. Uh, Sunday fun day. Uh, we're going to get you back on the show again at some point, Zach, before the end of the year because I had fun. Uh, it was cowboy hat time all night. I should have worn mine. I would have been prepared. I, I drank a lot of whiskey and wore my cowboy hat last night, actually, so I was a night off. But next time we'll, we'll coordinate better. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely coordinate better. Zach, <laughs> been a cheers. Zone. I appreciate it. We're going to close it down how we always do. White Sox forever. White Sox forever.